Okay, so we finished last little bit on the Mishnah. The last thing we learned, this is Daf Nun Hey now, is Ein Mevash, the Machlok we saw, you can turn on the left side of the sheet, Ein Mevashlim Yain Shel Truma B'Meshwam, you told the Machlok where you can cook wine of Truma, where they consider destroying Truma. Kohen Chachamim, you're going to ma'ed it, you're going to reduce, since the reduction, well, we see what ma'ed is, that's the Machlok in the Gemara. Now, Rabbi Yudah says there's no problem with doing that, because Mipnei Shumash Bichok. So the Gemara begins um, with a discussion, which we've seen earlier on um, in this Pesefta. So this is a bit of Chazar. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yochanan, they debate here exactly what it is that the Chachamim are worried about. What does it mean, Mamito? If you recall, one of them said, One says you're reducing the volume, and therefore that's what it's, that's, that's why it's wasting Truma. The Charana, and the other Shita says, Meaning since not everybody likes it, it's going to reduce the number of people who want to drink it. So that's, what, that's a reduction. People don't like cooked wine. Um, and therefore, according to that shit, apparently, the reduction in volume per se is not a problem because it's a devar mu'at. That's going to be very important to understand for later on. The only concern is simply that not less people are going to have it. Now, we don't know which shitter is Rabbi Yaza Rabbi Yochanan. If you recall, we, saw, we had a Mishnah much earlier law. And then we were talking about being mafresh menayafe alara, that one should normally do that. We saw machlok regarding, um, I think it was Rabbi Yehudah and Chachamim, regarding, yeah, it was Rabbi Yehudah and Chachamim, whether it is better, it, what happens if there's no coin available nearby? Is it better to take, take from what's called mitkayem, meaning something's going to last longer for the benefit of the Kohen, or do we always go minatov alara? So, the Mishnah previously said that you should always and there the Gemara says, ah, that must be Rabbi Huda, because it's better always despite the fact that if you mavashal, it's going to last longer. So therefore, what does it imply that? So that implies that what is better, it sounds like what is better is is better. Okay, because if that's Rabbi Huda, the lomin hatov alhara, that's on the right-hand side, is better. But we're saying that's Rabbi Huda. So how does that work with our sugi here? The Rabbi Huda says, matir to cook it because mitnei mash It seems to be a steer, if you recall, between this Mishnah and the previous, uh, in the earlier Mishnah. In terms of uh, Rabbi Huda and our Mishnah says that cooking it is a good thing. Whereas the, whereas the earlier one says, you've got, if we say to Rabbi Huda says, right, the better one is enamavusha. So that's why we said that there, Rabbi Yochanan said um, that, Rabbi Yochanan says, We're going to switch the shita. There's no possible way to resolve it other than saying that there's a steer with Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yehuda, so we're going to switch the shita. That really, yain, uh, that we said that cooking it is not mashpicho. And uh, Rabbi Yehuda here, in our mission, we've got to switch the opinion. However, Amr Rabbi says, No, you're wrong. Meaning cooking it does improve it. You can keep Rabbi Yehuda like it was. Now, why is it in the earlier Mishnah that... Um, that we said differently. Now here you've got Taman and Kan. Taman, as we know, means there and Kan means here. But because this is really a, this, this sugi, as we saw, its place is much earlier on, we switched the Taman and Kan. So Taman, meaning our sugi, that's with a Kohen. Meaning Kohen for himself can cook it up because it's an improvement. He can do with it. He can do what he likes with it. However, Kan, meaning the earlier Mishnah, really that was Babalim. That's when you're being, when you're doing the hafrasha, you yourself being provided hafrasha. Now the concern there was what? The concern there was that maybe in the cooking there's going to be a reduction in volume, 
and you're still going to be mafrish at, uh, proportional to the amount you uh, thought previously when you're doing hafrasha. And you might not take enough because there's been a reduction in, val- in volume. So the point is, and um, so therefore we can learn from here that Rabbi Yochanan, why is that? In other words, <clears throat> the fact that Rebbe Lazar came up with this idea that we can differentiate between the sugis in terms of who's doing hafrasha. And in the earlier Mishnah, the concern was, oh, that you might, there might be a reduction in value. That means reduction in volume, sorry, is a genuine concern, even though it's a small amount. But Rebbe Yochanan didn't give that answer. That must mean that a reduction in volume is considered, when it comes to cooking wine, is almost insignificant. So therefore, he must be the shitter that understands when Chachamim that it's not reduction in volume because he said reduction in volume is nothing. He must be the shitter that says that when the Chachamim says that you can't cook up wine because you're going to reduce it, it can't be talking about volume because that's, that wasn't a solution that's disposable. Otherwise, he would have resolved the contradiction of Yochanan so therefore, it must be that he, it's Rabbi Yochanan who understands this reduction in the people who would want to eat, drink it, because less people like Mavushal, as opposed to um, reduction in volume. Okay, Because if he would entertain the thought that this reduction in volume is something of which you, know, you can bring to the table, then that would have been a good resolution and how to understand how Rabbi Yehuda could say one thing in the early Mishnah and, and as opposed to in this Mishnah, the way Rebbe Yezer resolved it. But again, because, make it clear, because Rebbe Yochanan didn't give that answer of Rebbe Lazar. That means when it comes to wine reduction of volume, when you cook it, it's so insignificant. So therefore it can't be, we, that's why he can't understand the Chachamim say, is reduction in volume, because he says it's insignificant. So it must be, it must be the Rebbe Yochanan that says it's reduction in the audience or the, the market of people who want to drink it. That's why Chachamim objected. Okay. Um, so Yehuda ben ben uh, Yehuda ben Kani ben, ben Rabbi uh, I think Kani is it's interesting it's Kani Rabbi, there's another gears here Ben Boni okay but it says Rabbi Imi b'Shem Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish says Mitnei Shemabatol Mishotav in other words also Rabbi Rabbi Shimon Lakish also understand Chachamim Sitter is that it's reduction in who would be able to drink it okay let's now do the next Mishnah uh, we're not uh, I'll just uh, share in a minute. Now, the question is, if you've got Dabash Marim, which is one date wine, this is sorry, date honey, so it's come out of it, the Yain Tapuchin, or you make apple uh, wine, the Chomet Sitvaniot, these are the very small grapes, they usually made vinegar and stuff, autumn grapes, the Shar Kol Peirot, and all other May Peirot, all of the juices, Shel Truma, there's a Machloket, it looks like an omission between Rebeliezer and Rebeliezer. Rebeliezer says, is Mechaev Keren Bechomesh. He understands that it sounds like that. Any fruit juices of truma is also considered truma. It's considered a mashke, and therefore he's mechayev karen b'chomesh. I'm just going to mute. I'm just getting feedback again. Um, uh, so, so therefore, if a zar eats it, it's by karen b'chomesh because he treats it as a mashke. However, if Yeshua says, no, it's not considered a mashke, desvirale, he says it's patori, desvirale, call me peyrot, any juices is just zeya ba'alma, it's just a moisture, or if you want to call it, it's not a, it's not a mashke, ba'alma ninhu, ve'en shem, shem trumach achalalav, it's not considered truma, any juice that comes from a, something is truma, she'en lecha pri shnitan lamashke, because there's no anything that's considered a fruit, that is standing to produce a drink, meaning I look at that state, that I look at that on the on the on the tree and I said this is for its juice. The only thing for that is 
according to the according to Rabbi Shua, is Zaitim and Anavim Bilbad. Okay, so that's what seems to be the machloket here. Whether we treat the uh, uh, like, I'll make it simple. This Divash Tvarim, this this honey that comes from dates, is it a mashka or is it zeal? Okay, is it, if it's a mashka, we can treat it like then it's, if the dates are truma, it itself is truma, and if it's a zeal, it's not. So therefore, if it's alright, it's patuk with kerem chomesh. So Rabbi Yezim matamim or similarly, if we're having a debate regarding mashka, he's also matamim mishum mashka. Not what does it mean matamet? Also, it's able to machshir et azrayim. Now, before we've been saying that it's only the seven shiva mashkin. Though the seven liquids that can make that they come in contact with something plucked from the ground, it makes it susceptible to tumah. However, Amrei Abayi Yeshua says lo manu chachamim shiva mashkin bekemine patamim. This is the expression that says that when chachamim listed the seven mashkin, they weren't just doing it haphazardly. Rather, they were being very specific in their listing. So therefore, there's only those seven liquids that can affect Hashem. Okay, let's continue. They want to say as follows. Mark, please, the first, first uh, thing we can try and understand is the debate between Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua regarding this, say, Dvash uh, Marim, if you want to call it, just use that as an example. Is there only regarding Chomesh? However, the Keren when it comes to the Keren itself, the principal value, well, he has to pay, not because he ate something that's truma, but simply as a, a chosher mishpat element involved here. He ate something that belonged to the Kohen, so everyone obviously agrees he has to pay the Karen. Umar Pligin, and I'll understand, now that I understand when it says his pato from Chomesh, that's only l'sha'avar, that means like vidyevet, meaning, however, l'chadchila v'l'chila, even after Rabbi Yushur, even Rabbi Yushur would agree that a, that a non-Kohen shouldn't eat the dvash marim from the tmarim that were truma. Again, again, it's not truma doraita. However, midrabana netasur. However, the tanina we saw on a mishnah, dvash tmarim, specifically dvash tmarim. Rebbe Yezer mechayev b'masrot. Rebbe Yoshua Potter. He says that dvash uh, tmarim. It sounds like Rebbe Yezer shitato. It's chayev b'masrot because it's not considered a zeh. It's considered a mashke. It's considered something that's chayev and shizapra hafrasha. And Rebbe Yoshua says Potter. Now, the fact that Rebbe Yoshua says Potter from any hafrasha. It must mean that he holds even B.D. Evet. It's just considered a Zaya. Otherwise, if he's Choshish Midrabana, he would say, do Hafrash Midrabana. So he says, no. Which means as follows. Look, there's a difference. When does Rebbe, when does, um, Rebbe Yeshua says he's completely part of Tremesa Masrod? That's when the, um, the honey, if you like, has seeped from these Tmarim and collected before it reached the Tremesa Masrod. It wasn't Tevil yet. That's why he says it's patra completely. When is there a concern with the Rabbanan? Concern with the Rabbanan is if you're talking about the, 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 this date honey that was produced from um, the Tevel Tamarim. That's when it's, then that's when they're concerned. Okay, next. Now, here, this here, I'm going to share the sheet again because there's, we're going to explain it like Rabbi Chaim that does very uh, few Shino Girsawot. Um, and this is a bit like the Marafulder as well. Um, Actually, little to notion of Gersot, whereas the Grah explains it very, very differently. But I'm going to explain it both ways because it's uh, it's worthwhile. Interestingly, here I'm just, I checked up in the art scroll on this one, and they actually explain it like the Gra. They change the whole thing around. But I'll, I'll bring both for your for your benefit. So it starts now. We're trying to understand Rebbeliezer's Mechayim Ma'asro. What does it mean Rebbeliezer's Ma'asro? So on the right hand side, you've got the reading the Gra, um, the Reb Chaim, and I'll we'll do the Gra on the left left hand side in a moment. He says, firstly, Now, what's that mean? Rechaim says as follows. That if Rebbe Yezer Nami 
the 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 Masra, the fact you have to, to separate half, do a hafrasha trumas and masra on this dvash tmarim, that says imisela tmarim. If you do a hafrasha on the tmarim, a few him baaspamia, even if they're in Spain, and you had no kavan and the metak and the dvash along with it, we say the what that it's mutar. The dvash is still okay. Shemisela tmarim had dvash mimele mutar. So the first way of understanding the tanakama, if you like. Well, the first wedding in the Gemara is that you don't have to specifically do hafrasha for the dvash. It's almost like you do on the tmerim, and the dvash is considered part and parcel of it, and the hafrasha is a, 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 is is performed for it. So milta amra, if we can see from here, the what master minat farim ala dvash lefit tmarim. Then when doing hafrasha, we always go. We don't even have to even calculate the the dvash along with it. Yes, you have to do hafrasha from the tmarim, but it's you only calculate the, the quantity of tmarim. And the dvash is automatically metaken as a result. Okay, I'll free. Shein balaser ibchaim again. Shein balaser minat marim. If you do, if you want al hadvash, ain't it tarich lefi shir hadvash yeshlo? You don't have to worry about the shir hadvash. Elasagi sheyasel lefi shir tamir. All you have to do is lefi shir tamarim. Afilu mishnasel dvash. Despite the fact when it turned into dvash, maybe the midah changed. Shrei afilu isel atamil bilvad. Even if you just do hafrash on the tamir alone, it would be fine. Okay. So therefore, it sounds like according to the first, the first ex- explanation is that almost you don't have to even worry about hafrash on the dvash as long as you do hafrash on tamerim. The dvash is almost mimela hafrash applies to it. However, Tani Rebbe Natan says lo shirebliyezim rechayv emas or elish shirebliyez or omer shelo yochal. Take out two words. He's saying that not that the dvash needs hafrash independently. However, meaning it's not considered a separate min. Reb Chaim says. That if you mafrish on the, in other words, you can't mafrish from the tmarin themselves on the dvash, it's still, yes, don't, don't think it's a separate min altogether. No, it's the same min. However, you can't eat the dvash until you do have frasha on it specifically, ala dvash. So therefore, milta amra hushamaser minatrim ala dvash, lefiat dvash tvarim. If that's the case, when you're doing have frasha, you have to calculate for both the tmarin and the dvash because you need to explicitly have frasha for the dvash as well. Okay, if you're doing okay, so that seems to be the the machloket. Okay, the the the, the Chaim explains it. Lamarafulda, that really you've got the Rebbe Natan's cholek on the on the, on the I guess the Chachamim in this in this brayta, whether when you're doing hafrasha you need to calculate in the tmari the, the dvash as well, or the fact that once you do the tmari on the dvash on the tmarim, the dvash is meila meila considered The latter being the Tanakama and the former way I explained that you have to do specific on the dvash is the Rebinata. However, on the left side of the page, just for your benefit, the grass switches things all around. uh, And he says that we actually bring Rebinata first. So all these deliberations about Aspamya and being and and Modil Mutar and also those are all working with Shidat Rebinata. Meaning what? He understands that. You're not chayev actually according to um, according to Graz reading. You're not chayev really to do a frash on the on the dvash at all. The only reason why that Rebbe Yezer says you have to do a frash on the dvash is not tevel. He agrees kind of really Yeshua. It's only mishum marat ayin that you need to. That's why you afford all these leniencies. You don't have to really calculate it in when you do the frash, etc., etc. However, at the very end, Milta de Tanakama, however, says no. You have to do a frash on the dvash. So it switches it around completely. But why? I read the Grah. Because he holds it, and therefore our mission is like the Chachamim, that really, that Rebbe Yezah holds that it is a Mashka and it's Chayv Doraisa. 
you have to refresh the Raisa specifically on the Tvarim. So in other words, the reason I brought that for you, because it gives you a whole different reading of the Sugya, in terms of the Machloka, whether, within the Shittu Rebbe Yezer, whether Dvash Tmarim, when he says, Chayv Masr, it means, is it the Raisa? Is it only Mishumar Aini for like Medirabana? Okay, that's why the Gra explains it, whereas uh, it was explained by Reb Chaim that it was, uh, that it was actually, in terms of explicitly Mafresh on the, on the honey as well, but would you have to do the hafrosha from the dvash on the dvash? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they considered to um, minim? I don't know how the Grau would explain that. Um, I don't know whether they're considered to minim. Um, yeah, good question. Let's continue. Next next part of the sugya. Rebliyaz is metamim mishumashke. That was the second part of my Mishnah. And we're going to need that pasuk, so I'll leave it up here. Okay, so um, he says that, that, that even these juices can see the matam of shumachshe that can affect hechshes. Rabbi Nata Omer Lo again. Rabbi Nata, and this fits in like nice with the gra, meaning just as the gra said, Rabbi Natan is almost enlightening the the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. There's not mamash like a mashka. He only made it's only like you know. Um, it's actually only Mushumar Ain or something like that. So to hear Rabbi Natan, if you like, lightens the position of Rabbi Yezid, it says, it's not that Metameshum Mashke itself, that really he's on its own, it wouldn't affect Hechsha. But what happened? So what's this mean? I'll read you Reb Chaim. He says, "Lo sfir le Rabbi Yezer de mei peirot atzman mashkin." Obviously, behen machshim lekabel toma. It's not that mei peirot juices on their own would affect echsha. What is it? Al nashnafal tochom mei peirot me at mayim. Now, what's happened? A drop of water has fell into the um into the juice. The mayim ruvoim behen machshim. But kamash malan. So therefore, what's Rebbe? What's she to Rebbe Yezer? The ein hamayim betaylin betochan. So when when Rebbe Yezer says metamashu mashke. What it means is if some water fell into juice, it's not battle in the juice, and that water can still affect Hechshah. That's what Shid Rebbe is. completely different. Whereas Chachamim says, well, no, the water be battle barov, and that juice wouldn't affect Hechshah. So in other words, when juice can affect Hechshah, according to Rebbe, that's only when there's a, effectively a drop of water in it, and Chachamim say, well, it depends on Rov. So I'll read it again. Okay, I'll doubt Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yezer, um, in, according, to, according to Rabbi Natan, which is his reading that really changes understanding Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yezer, Minyakov, Rabbi Yezer, we find these three shittas saying the same thing, that what? That fruit juice doesn't, doesn't levatel, if you like, water. Um, so Rabbi Yezer, do amar ein mei peirot betelim leolam. So what's the ein mei peirot betelim This is a mission in Machshirin. I'll read it Rebchaim because I, I didn't get a chance to uh, copy it into the sheet. It says, It says, If you've got wood, the tame liquid falls onto it. Rebbe Shimon says, If the wood itself is moist, and you burn them, and therefore when you start cooking things suddenly or burning things, the moisture is going to come out of it. And the mashkin, the, the natural juice inside, whatever this wood, Comes out and is going to be barov on the mashkim tmeim. Okay, then our mashkim shabalut, or the sorry, the, the other tameh that was in it. And then we say torim. Have the chachamim pligi alav the bright. The chachamim disagree. And why do they disagree that we can't say the natural juices inside is going to matam is going to battle the tamer juices the tamer liquid that it absorbed. Why? Once again, because may perakam mevatel water. 
So you see, Rebbe, and Stam Chachamim is Rebbe Meir. So that's like, that's Shita Rebbe Meir also holding the same Shita. So that's Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Leezer, Ben Yaakov, Datan Rebbe Yezer, Makav, Tzir Tahor, Shonafu Lutoch, Maim Kol Shuhu Tameh. If you got Tzir Tahor, the into it fell, Maim Kol Shuhu, we say it's Tameh. Why? Because once again, the Mashke, this uh, doesn't battle it. So I'll just read you, Reb Chaim. Um, here. Because it's not the battle of the water, same idea. And the final one behind the Rebbe Yazir is Hacha, is Rebbe Natan's understanding here that, that when you've got mashke, if a drop of water falls into an effect, Hechsher, because the juices itself come about to the water. Now, the question is why? The reason Rebbe Yazir says the call mashke. So if I have a look, this is the possible first Hechsher is the one I've got on the page. Here. This is talking about any food that's eaten. As soon as water comes into contact with, now it's susceptible to Tumah. So you've got in this Pasuk a few things. Uh, something specifically refers to water, Mayim. You've got Mashke, which is a Klal, and Asher Yishater is back to a Prat. That's going to be important for later on. So you understand, because it says Vachol Mashke, we've got a Klal, I mean, all Mashke can affect, can affect Echsher, no? Because it's called Mashke, despite the fact that it had a Mayim. Or my time at Ravana says Asher Yishate. So I have to understand what Asher Yishate does. So Ma Rebeliezer, so what Ma Rebeliezer Kreb Yishmael. So it sounds like Rebeliezer like Rebbe Yishmael. Why do Rebbe Yishmael do Amar? Now change the words here. If you've got a Prat followed by a Klal, Hakol Beklal. In other words, here we've got, despite the fact you've got a Prat in the beginning that says Mayim, the fact that it's followed by a Klal, that it's Hakol Beklal. So he holds like the like the the um the middle the the Torah that a klal that a prato klal is considered like a klal, but he goes for one second that seems to be he's going for rubamad Rabbi Yishmael. It seems to be going even further Rabbi Yishmael. Do amra filu klal? Here it's actually not filu klal. You should read like like the gra after the what da filu prat uklal uprat. He still holds his like a klal, which is here if you see in our pasuk you got prat. Full black klal and understanding a shayishate that it, which is drinkable, if you like, is a prat. So, in other words, even then he holds it a, a, a klalister, a, a klal uh, derivation. So, of Pregor de Kisrin Amar says as follows: Rebliezer Krebishmal. No, he holds like Rebishmal that really it's only in a case of prat or klal. That's when he calls it a prat. Uh, that's when he says it's like a it's kolelakol, if you like. Elakach meshiv Rebliezer lachachamim. You want to come back with me with a Yeshatet that's followed by a Prat? But one second, let's have a look. My let's have a look. It says Asher Yachel, Prat Ochel Saruach. Because you say when it comes to food, Asher Yachel, we learn that food that's not edible, food that's Saruach, is what is not, is not uh, susceptible to Tumah. Okay? Ken Idli, so too, I use Asher Yishateh. Not as part of the Prat Kalu Prat, but I've taken it aside to teach me something else. Prat le Mashke Saruach. That's to teach us if a, 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 a Mashke goes off or bad, that it won't be uh, affect Heksha or water. For example, let's just give it as water even. So Amrullah says, no, you cannot possibly compare food to liquid. Why? You cannot feed food to liquid. Why? If you've got food that from its outside is saruach, it is tahor. Don't compare that and try and draw a conclusion and parallels to mashkim. Why? Because mashkim shechen mashke saruach mi karatame. You can get mashkim that are saruach, that are tepid or putrid, that are tahor. For example, mayanot shel zav, liquids that come from a zav. 
and they're tummy from the outset. So don't try and bring a parallel and say, oh, therefore, by the way, if you've got normal liquids that go saruach, just like food that goes saruach is not acceptable to Thomas, so to Mashkin. No, you can't bring a, we've got a chumrah by, uh, we've got a chumrah by Mashkin. We see, find Mashkin, the saruach, mikara is tummy. Secondly, Chachamim will say, um, if you've got food that it's miyuchad for a person, it doesn't require machshava. If you're talking about rainwater, in order for rainwater to affect texture, you have to have machshava. Either you want it to come into contact with liquids, that relates to the whole discussion in machshira in terms of what machshava we need. But you, but you see that, again, their, their halakhas are very different from one another. So how can you compare the two? So the Gemara doesn't like that last answer. Because why? I don't understand. You're saying, you're trying to tell me that, that there's a reason to say that if it's a rach mikara, it should be tame also by mashke. But you just brought out a leniency to us right now by liquids. That liquids require machshava to affect achshia. Because they need machshava, that's more of a reason to say when it's saruach miyakar shabi tahor. So therefore, we say it differently. No. So the davaracher amrulo. Rather, we're going to we're going to bring a um, uh, we're going to bring a different explanation. Davaracher amrulo. They said lo imam marita ba'ochlin shechen ochli behemal adam einum ba'mi machshava. He says no. Don't, uh, uh, the Chachamim say, don't try and bring it, don't bring, try and parallel the two cases. Once again, if you say, which means, I'll show you um, here. If you've got animal food, even if you consider it for human consumption, meaning it's nifsal, uh, it's not only, it's not nifsal, it's like dog food, it, it's not bain ledeilatumah. In his battle, that's all that's a koladam. However, we find by mashkin, mashkin a more a more hammer in the sense shechin mashke bemala adam ba'in b'machshava. The mach why we find, for example, shemegi shamim umdimla. Let's say you put got some rainwater for an animal for their for their trough. Im chishava leim adam. If a person changes mind actually wants for himself, then they're bali de machshava. So therefore, tamar nama. So therefore, therefore, chachamim is saying to Rebbe Yezer, tamar mashke serach as well. It might just be that even if mashke that is saruach, given the chazla bahema, since it's fit for an animal to drink, mahani be machshava lakshavina mashke. So therefore, maybe machshava should consider it mashke. Should consider it mashke. So again, once again, in other words, let's just not lose track of where we're going. In other words, the Rebbe says asher It's not a case of prat klala followed by prat because I say that's yishate. It's prat lemashke saruach, and we've just seen a few arguments by the chachamim to say that. Don't bring a parallel just because Ochel Saruach is not acceptable to him, but that Mashke Saruach should be the same thing. The first argument we said that we find that Ochel Saruch, that, uh, that Mashke is Mochamur for, for a couple of reasons. One is that if it's Saruch Mikare, it's still Tameh. We don't find that by food. So therefore, maybe, maybe Mashke that becomes Saruch should also be. Uh, it should also be susceptible to Tumah. And we tried to bring another argument, which we dismissed. And the second argument was look, when it comes to, we find that the, mash, the, the liquids are also mamachamur. We find animal food that if someone has machshava that he wants to have it for, for, for human consumption, no, it doesn't, it doesn't turn it into food. Whereas when it comes to water that's being set aside in the trough for, for drinking for an animal, yes, that it would be the machshava for human consumption would have an effect. So therefore, since we're more machmir, if you like, with mashke, then maybe you're wrong. That you can't compare the two, the chachimim said, 
and that even Mashkis Saruach, you can't learn from Mashiach Sheter, and Mashkis Saruach would be, um, would still be susceptible to Tumah. And it says, V'taniken, kol Mashke, so why do we bring the Taniken? This comes to prove what Rav of, 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 of um, Prigori or um, the Kisrin um, said that, in other words, that Rebbe Yishmael was trying to dismiss Asher Shater from functioning as a Prat Klal Prat by saying that I'm, I'm explaining the Mashke Siruach. So that's a clear proof that that was the dynamic that was going in this Machloket. So Amrlo ain't Mashke Yotzin. Which means, and, and the retort the Chachamim says, no, even if it's only fit for, for birds or cows, it doesn't, doesn't remove from the status of being a mashke and would still be susceptible to tuba. Okay? Um, fine, that's the way the Rashi explained the last bit. But this debate is not over. We will uh, continue in, um, after, after Yom Tov. So uh, have a good Shabbos and a good Yom Tov. Cool. A good Yom Tov.